please note that this episode contains conversations about hate crimes and gender-based violence, which may be triggering or upsetting to some. Please do take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to reach out for help to a trained professional. Hello and welcome to Mehu Yuva with Nikhil Tanisha. My name is Nikhil Taneja. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Yuva, and this is a weekly podcast where we listen to the hopes, dreams, aspirations, perspectives, opinions, struggles, and stories of India's Gen Z. And I'm very excited today to speak with Srishti Ranjan, who uses social media to drive change by exploring themes like feminism, marginalization, and caste. She's a student who also very keenly looks at popular culture through a feminist, anti-caste lens. I've been following Sishti on social media for a while now and I've been a huge fan of her voice uh, on the way she asserts her identity online and the way she bravely speaks up about issues that not many other people on the internet are talking about. Uh, so here's really welcoming Sishti Ranjan to Mai Who You Are. Hi, I'm Sishti. I'm a 24-year-old student from Bihar, India. My pronouns are she and her. And I am an activist who looks at things from a feminist and anti-caste lens. Uh, so first of all, I obviously want to, you know, welcome you to the podcast. Uh, and and the simple way that I want to begin. So, so, so Sishti, our first segment actually is is a segment uh, that uh, we called Mehu uh, Sishti. And uh, the the first question that I pretty much ask all my guests: What is your story, Sishti? My story is that I come from a place called Khagol in Bihar and the only interesting thing about that place is that Aryabhat was born there oh. and yeah so he uh, he is the person behind zero and all my life I have been trying to not be a zero uh, that is what I do and then I came to Delhi and uh, I love Delhi a lot I like staying in Delhi also and I like literature and right now i'm just trying to be financially independent i am doing an mba and in between all of this i also um, try and look at popular culture and uh, see any kinds of like i appreciate the things that i like and i also voice my opinions about the things that i don't like and uh, yeah uh, i mean in my eyes you are definitely 100 <laughs> and i <laughs> hope that i'll and I definitely think a lot of people who follow you feel the same way. Uh, but uh, I'd love to know more, uh, you know, about your childhood, about your growing up years. What was growing up in Kagal like? What was your childhood like? Uh, major imposter syndrome. Uh, I always have that. And that is also because I think the way uh, the society treats me, it has always questioned my merit uh, ever since I was born even my family no matter what we do uh, how much we achieve we'll always be um, reduced to our caste identity and uh, maybe that is why I have this imposter syndrome kicking in every time and uh, yeah so uh, pretty much my, my mother is a doctor my father is an engineer and uh, they're also very successful in what they do so uh, I had a very normal life, I would say. Although uh, instances of sexism and casteism was also um, like I had to face a fair share of that while I was growing up. So I have lived in two uh, two uh, states, uh, Jharkhand and Bihar, both. 
and I've looked at it very closely. And uh, yeah, I don't think I, I was just studying. That is the culture in Jharkhand and Bihar. You just study. There's no extracurricular. Like when I came to Delhi, it was for the first time that I heard that there, there is something called the MUN. I was so intrigued. Oh, yeah. So these things don't really, um, you don't find uh, avenues to explore such things in Jharkhand and Bihar, especially when I was growing up. And yeah, pretty normal life. And then I came to Delhi. So you've, you've mentioned even in, in this answer how uh, you kind of were, have been reduced to an identity and because of that you've had this imposter syndrome. You know, I, I was talking about your childhood. How young do you think you were, Srishti, before you became aware of your caste identity? Was there Was there any specific incident or a memory you have about that? Yes. Um, yes. So my parents always used to talk about how they are facing certain things in their offices. So I used to listen to that. And uh, then uh, slowly everybody got to know about my caste also. And I think I was the one being left out, ostracized. I again don't, don't know what would be the reason for that. But that is how I felt. And uh, then, uh, but yeah, it has always been a reality. So even if like privileged people uh, say that they didn't know about caste or something of that sort, I'm like, it is because you are not at the receiving end of things. That is why you don't know. Yeah. So um, I've always heard my parents talk about it. My entire family talk about it. And uh, uh, because my mother is a doctor and she and she works in a village, um, uh, it is much more pronounced and uh, like people are more direct in the sense that they like to know what is the caste of the doctor, even though that is prevalent in Delhi also. But I'm just saying that I've always known. Because I, I can't imagine how difficult it must have been for a child to just suddenly you know, as a young person and as a young child, recognize that people discriminate on the basis of man-made labels. I must be in like third or fourth. And uh, that is when I used to talk, I, I listened to my parents talk about it. And then um, in, in school, everybody everybody just gets to know that is how it is. Especially when, um, let's suppose somebody studies in the same school who knows your parents also uh, personally. So everybody knows. I think in India, everybody knows. Surnames are such a huge caste qualifier. For example, I technically don't have a surname. I use this just so that people recognize me. So uh, what I thought is that, uh, so it is, so I don't have a surname. So even if I don't have a surname, the entire thing used to boil down to why don't you have a surname? And then they used to ask my parents' surname. And if that is also that was also caste neutral, then they would ask my dadaji's surname. So that is how it used to go. And uh, everybody knows. So, okay, one thing I can remember right now is, okay, this is in class 12. Um... A, a guy, a classmate told me that 
I I was telling my parents about you in the sense that you will go to Delhi University and you'll get admission there. And they told me uh, that, so he must have told them about my caste also. And uh, he told me that my parents told me that dosti don't think of anything else. Even though he is just my friend, but their parents are so, um, and these are well-read people, like educated yeah. people. Yeah. And so that such kind of microaggressions is something that I always faced when people would go like, you know, yes, like these things, like who, who will marry you or intercaste marriages and obviously the uh, the reservation jokes and like you don't need to study you'll obviously succeed and all of that no so so shishi uh, you know ekto obviously it is it is very um, uh, it, it is very tragic and very just 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 really shameful ki even even as a young person this is the kind of world that you have to uh, deal with but but i i'm just i at what what age and how how did you at a young age start grappling with this a lot of and I, I can speak from my own privilege right as as a as a young person i mean i am from an upper caste upper class you know family i just never had to think about class or caste it was just nothing that was ever in my field of vision it wasn't something that uh, uh, i was aware of i acknowledged i understood I read about our education system. It was, I mean, almost the absent here discourse. Parents, though, they discuss nothing. In fact, you know, as you know, most most parents are, even if they're not consciously consciously casteist, most parents are subconsciously casteist. You know, uh, uh, so those are the ways that I mean, I've also grown up. But I, I mean, when I see a young person like you, you know, at this point, of course, raising a voice about this, I always kind of try and figure out that growing up when you were facing such a discrimination, what was the view of the world that you had? What was the way? How are you grappling with something like this as a young person? Um. So starting with, like, I just want to say what kind of stories I got to listen when I was growing up. Okay. So my again, my dadaji was an IAS officer. and he was kept in a different hostel alone up uh, like uh, away from the upper caste people and he was the only one living in that hostel alone then my father went to iit delhi and i think it is one of the most caste like iit especially as so casteist till now because whenever i talk to somebody i get to listen to the same kinds of uh, stories so there again my father was ostracized so i think the word is ostracized and uh, um that is something that every member in my family has faced yeah like i said so my father was in iit delhi very bad experience uh, generational trauma and all of that my mother was uh like i said she she is a doctor but i'll tell you like i said like when it comes to women they face a different kind of harassment so i like i said men feel very entitled uh when it comes to us for no reason even if we are not talking i've never talked to them there's certain level of entitlement that they come up with 
so when my mother was in college a man actually came um to her hostel with her barat and said you need to come come out and marry oh me right now and she escaped the hostel and she had to come back to the college uh, come back to her house so these kinds of things is very common in everybody in my family everybody in my family has faced this and this feeling of ostracization is way too strong like everybody has faced dalit women especially they face a different level of harassment so this culture so it was very prevalent in bihar also for men to be following you stalking you and all of that but i had faced it a little more than anybody else so um like goons following me um till my uh till my house and uh, behaving as if they have a right on me more than me so these kinds of things i think th- this also might like again this is a very misogynist plus casteist thing and uh, how i was i i it was a blur to be very honest i was just sailing through somehow and uh, just studying coming back home but i wanted to get out of all of that but it was a like i faced those kinds of things a lot that that i would say like stalking harassing and at a, at an extreme level so like i said that is also something that i think is uh, like even the data shows that dalit women are more prone to like they're harassed more in terms of statistical data also oh, i'm really sorry about you know what you faced you 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 said that you wanted to escape that and then you of course went to delhi and you've mentioned uh, how you've loved delhi and you've studied in one of the top you know colleges in india now again there is this understanding that comes that city uh, people in the cities or people in uh, um, you know well uh, respected and well known colleges they don't look at caste you know ye ek na ek idea hai you know ki are you are in delhi you are in lsr lsr aapko kahan se casteism mil raha hai ya fir jo na aisi urban metro setting ke andar kahan se hota hai so again you know first of course i'd love to know hear about what it was like you know being a student of lsr and i and if i'm not wrong you've studied english literature yeah uh, right so what was that like uh, uh and then of course how does how does this identity unfortunately end up following you even in a city well respected um urban metro uh, areas okay yeah so um coming back to literature so my parents are into reading a lot like they don't they would uh, cancel plans to read and to like watch movies so i've grown up with that uh, pretty much and also like living in khagol i did not have a lot of options so like books and movies were the only thing that i could find uh, an escape to so that is why i loved literature and like pop culture and everything else so i took up english literature at lsr and first of all i have to say that is one of the most elitist institution 
in India, I think. Okay. Because first of all, it is placed in South Delhi. Like I, there's no college in South Delhi which is placed at a very posh posh location. So I am telling you, how does caste manifest in a place like LSR? First of all, it's in South Delhi. So a lot of my friends are not able, even though they were meeting the cutoff, they could not, they would not take admission because South Delhi is a very expensive place to live. And uh, DU, DU colleges don't provide you hostels. They are very limited seats. So not everybody can come and afford to live in a PG with, which costs like 20,000 per month. And that is why a lot of people uh, got out in that in that like before entering the college only they like they were not able to enter because of such things second there's um too much focus on what you wear what phone you carry and all the groups are also very homogeneous in that sense so like people who are from uh, very good institutes like dpsrk puram or like those very expensive boarding schools would have us have a group and they would kind of also look down to be very honest on other people so that is how it manifests too much focus on like um, your english and like clothing and uh, how much you know about popular culture like hollywood popular culture and all of that and if you don't then yeah then they'll be like oh my god you haven't seen this you haven't seen that and thank god i think um, whatever I've been able to achieve is only because my parents uh, gave me these opportunities to learn and grow and maybe that is why I was able to sustain at, at an el elitist place like LSR but what about so many other students who actually maybe cannot afford an iPhone or uh, wear uh, very expensive clothes or yeah did you first uh, um try to fit in at any point did you first try to pick up on you know if i if i start you know if i start speaking english in a certain way if i start um, you know watching these movies uh, is the path of least resistance you know i'll be able to assimilate i'll be able to be one of them is that something that ever happened not entirely because i uh, truly believe in that if you try and put up something like which you are not people will be able to tell and you would not look good like everybody would be able to tell that you're faking it so i don't believe in that i actually was very um, but like again i said i think i was able to adapt because i'm exposed to these things and because of my parents and uh, like even my um, extended family my uncles and aunts and everybody is doing well right now uh, in terms of their jobs and maybe that is why i was always exposed to such things so no this is something so there's one more thing that people tend to hide their caste when they come to lsr and obviously the first question would be in the like they would ask you what your percentage was or some caste signifier of that sort and uh, they would try to ascertain what your caste is. And um, I all so everybody I know lied. I know certain people who I could tell 
by their surnames maybe or the stories like i thought that we had similar stories and i understood that they might also be not like upper caste and they used to hide it but i made it a point that i will never hide it because again if it if people come to know later it will be very like embarrassing for me so i never tried to fit in or anything of that sort because i truly believe in like being myself and uh, but like i said i was able to be myself because people would not push me down for being myself but if somebody who like i said is not able to if their parents are not as financially stable as my parents are then i don't know how alienating uh, that campus can be i'm pretty sure it must be very alienating for a lot of people what do you think you know and and i think this is something for any other young person listening to you i'd love to know what do you think was it inside of you or at what point or at is there an incident a story an impetus that made you feel confident about your identity that made you feel like owning who you are without having to be afraid about it i'll tell you how i sustained like lsr or any or how i sustained uh, being in such places that is because i have a group of friends who who also believe in the same ideologies who are like a mixture of upper caste and non upper caste people and uh, so i think when it comes to anti caste anything making groups and socializing with your kinds of your kind of people uh, that helps because then you understand that there are other people who are going through the same thing and at lsr such groups were very prominent uh, and uh, like i said groups are so homogeneous that it is pretty much class and caste based so um yeah so talking to people who has who has suffered the same things and like i said dalit women especially uh, go through a different kind of harassment so i met a lo- lot of people from like um, the lot of dalit women who has who have all who already had faced similar things as me when it comes to like harassment and um sexism and casteism so that is when i felt a little confident and because my education my college was still like we talked about caste uh, uh unlike nits iits iims so our teachers were also in my department were very nice they made us feel comfortable and uh, yeah and because we were talking about it and okay i'll tell you i actually because i am so much into popular culture hollywood popular culture they talk about race a lot and race is pretty much very similar to caste in the sense that black people in america are historically oppressed and like that uh, people like scst obcs are um, underprivileged in india so once i started like i would say i was very influenced by that when people in america were trying to uh, uh, ask for representation in popular culture for example i i just say um there was a comp- uh, campaign for oscar so white where yeah where the actors are raising their voice about how the nominations were 
uh, filled with black black uh, white people and even the judge ju- judge judging panel and jury panel were all white and that i think was so um, i that is something that i will always remember because for me to i was thinking that in india we cannot even ask such questions when it comes to award like like award shows like where is the representation we are very far from it obviously i read anti caste literature so for example um let's suppose how i carry myself how what kind of clothes i wear or what kind of gadgets i own so dr b r ambedkar was somebody who has always been like the elite dalit to put it that way and he was so proud and confident about that so yeah seeing at our own anti caste heroes uh, savitri bai phule i am a feminist like i'm like a hardcore feminist uh, standing by the name of my college also and uh, so uh, yeah so so all all these kinds of things like help me uh, you know there's a book that i recently read called uh, um, i think it's called caste by isabel wilkerson uh, which actually it's a f- fantastic book that actually what you're talking about compares uh, you know and and finds the similarities between um, you know what the you know blacks in america faced uh, what jews in uh, nazi germany faced and what uh, you know uh, dalit and bahujan people in india uh, have faced in fact there there's a there's a fascinating chapter which also talks about how martin luther luther king was inspired by uh, b r ambedkar and uh, uh, actually want i think if i'm not wrong they met or he wanted to meet uh, him uh, so i was just i mean you know you don't even know these things while in india and then you there's this book that talks about uh, how uh, the black identity uh, uh, you know and the black resistance was also inspired by uh, you know b r ambedkar's idea uh, so it's it's i mean it really opened my mind and just to tell you yeah because i because i i'm into popular culture oprah was discussing this book with priyanka chopra in her show and uh, priyanka so so uh, she was talking about uh, like oprah was talking about this book again and again and uh, uh, priyanka chopra said something like yeah it is a i think about the white tiger or something about this book and she said yeah it talks about class i i like how it talked about class and oprah says uh, class uh, sorry caste yeah it talks about caste so again like because they were discussing the book yeah something like that even in india i don't think people will understand because they also uh, reduce it to class and uh, yeah shishi why do you think that and i'd love to understand hear your point of view you know because you're talking about this as well as a country we are we have now become comfortable in fact i think among young people it is almost seen progressive to talk about gender binaries to talk about you know sexual identities uh, even you know i mean so many different pages so many different communities so many different on instagram it is it is something that is like widely accepted and widely spoken of I see it in you also, Shishi. You know, any time we have put anything about caste, the amount of hate we get, the amount. We did a live with, uh, you know, uh, Divya Malhari, 
and uh, uh, you know and the kind of hate that was you know on that live the kind of uh, and it was our editor in chief kevin who was conducting that live after that he had you know about for i think about a day and a half he was going through such you know his mental health got really like affected because of the things that were being said you know we'll come to your house do this do that etc etc and it's just and it's young people doing this you know and in for me it just i want i would love to understand from your point of view why do you think that there is one kind of diversity and inclusion and representation that is seen as progressive which is but suddenly caste which is in many ways far more ingrained in you know uh, our our dna of being indian and for that matter being hindu as a majority religion majoritarian religion why do you think this is not still widely accepted or okay to talk or thought of as an you know thought of as something that should be included in conversation or acceptable and progressive because people will have to uh, accept their privileges which is a hard thing to do first second i kind of asked a question myself because yeah so people who like the naysayers whenever we talk about caste they say that we are trying to divide the society by bringing the caste factor into it but what they don't understand is their surnames um the matrimonial pages everything is about caste in india so how come they don't see that but they are, they are very like you know they'll talk about caste when it benefits them but they'll not talk about caste when they have to accept their own privileges because that you you would be it it would be like uh, seeing a mirror it would be like understanding that whatever you have achieved is also because of your caste identity and that is what i don't think people people would like to accept um again this whole idea of successful people believing that they are successful because they work very hard a lot of people work very hard but you need connections you need like for example i am doing mba right now and nobody in my family is an mba uh, this is not something that any of us engaged in all of them are engineers and doctors and obviously um, yeah so i am trying to and i see how referrals work in uh in corporate corporates like somebody refers you and then you get the job so how would a person like me get references or anything of that sort i don't understand so again like i said uh when people are successful there are a lot of factors uh, behind it and i i think people do, people would not like to accept their privileges and the fact that they their caste has a lot to do with the kind of education that they got and the kind of opportunities that they are still getting um so i i was i was also reading very recently uh, last year uh, yashika dutt's book coming out as a dalit and she wrote uh, about i think one of the first things that she's mentioned is about how hard it was for her to assert her identity even on the internet right uh, because then you're out there and that's that's what people then kind of know you as and that would be a qualifier that she would be seen as you know uh for a for a while what was the impetus for you 
to share your story online for the first time and i remember you had done something you spoken to a page if i'm not wrong on on instagram and you know and then kind of uh, it it went viral a little bit but what was the impetus for a young person like yourself who is uh, you know in your early 20s at, i mean you're 24 if i'm not wrong right now like i said i come from a space where caste was talked about people around me are also anti caste activists so it comes very naturally to me to be very honest and uh, so i knew that and also i don't have to please anybody right now so i can say whatever i want to uh, so yeah i would i just want to be true to myself and do whatever i want to do and the only reason that i'm trying to occupy this space is because i i see how this is an empty space yeah there's very less people talk talking about it and also even that page like that is a very well known page i don't think you would find a story about caste except for my own and that is why i just i just i'm just doing it honestly because i don't see people talking about it and representation is important and i truly believe in diversity representation and all of that i'm very passionate about it yeah and uh, that is why i that is why i told the story because i i i, I want us to occupy this space and i want uh, the popular culture popular people famous people all of them recognize this that caste is an aspect because if like i said uh, in terms of like sexualities and gender we are progressing people are understanding that maybe yeah. why a a a woman story needs to be told by a by by a woman yeah. and things like that so that is coming up but yeah and that is i i would want a caste to also be a factor because it is such yeah. a huge factor in what we do when decisions like what happens in this country then why shouldn't it be for anything else yeah. and and um how has it actually been since you shared your story you know uh, uh since you've been this this vocal uh you know anti caste voice online has has there been a change i mean are you seeing something changing okay so this is something that everybody hides we know that uh but i choose to speak about it like some of us uh, we are very vocal about it but i think it is like sabotaging my own career in terms of my journey because then people would see me as this person who as this woman who is very vocal not just about gender but also about caste for example a well like like a, a very vocal woman is anyway in a very bad situation especially in corporates the only good thing that has happened is that when i speak about it a lot of people a lot of people message me saying that they have faced the same thing and it makes them come to terms with it because we have to accept yeah. it ourselves first then somebody else i'll yeah. tell you like i said i come from like my institution in my institution i met a lot of women who have faced the same we all have bad mental health because of the ostracization that we face it is a very important aspect again like i said and there's this concept of generational trauma and uh, so all of that contributes to like us not being at our best at most times yeah. 
and we had to seek help that is kind of common and like i see a lot of reels talking about how their parents don't recognize mental health my parents have always recognized mental health they have never because they have faced it they know how what it is like so that has not been the case for example like i said i am so much into bollywood movies but they never told me that it it is going to be so di- difficult in the sense that marriage is still like the most recent data is that 95% marriages are intercaste so and it is very common for like people to say um, i've heard it so many times uh, that uh, marry anybody but don't marry a muslim uh, or a dalit person this is very common i've i've heard and uh, so nobody told me about that so i am not able to live my life to the fullest in the sense that maybe the aspirations that i had i understood that i would not have the same thing so this is just me telling you about how not just in terms of the opportunities that get, get that we get in terms of our jobs or discrimination related to our jobs or even our personal life is so affected in the sense that we are not able to live it so thank you for sharing this ishti it's i mean i hope uh, you know i i i can say from my own personal perspective that every every time you speak up online um it does change i feel like it changes something i think more people become aware of you know uh, truths and privileges that they were not aware of um you know i'm personally i started reading and trying to understand caste a lot more over the last 3 years you know i don't think that in my 32 years before that i i read up as much about caste as I, as i have done in the last 3 years it's it's i i would say that it is it is a shame that i wasn't doing it for 32 years but i'm really happy that i'm at least uh putting in the time and effort at this point to be able to read up and it is because of you know young people like you sishti so um you know I, i'm i'm sorry for what you face but i also want to tell you that you are really inspiring in all the work that you do online all the labor that you take for this you know being and i'll, I'll reference a recent thing that has happened online right uh there were these terrible shameful jokes against mayavati that resurfaced uh you know that were cracked about 10 years ago by well known comedians influencers uh you know people on the internet and uh, there was a reckoning online in some way where a lot of anti caste activists you know called them out you know uh, asked for their arrest there was there was a lot of anger on the internet um and of course there are people who call this cancel culture which i also very vehemently disagree with i think this is accountability culture i think this is a culture where we need to kind of face uh, whatever we have done in the past and and be accountable be held accountable for it but i want to understand from your point of view sishti what do you think when you you know this achieves in terms of the fact that do you think it makes a difference do you think that you know uh calling someone out from 10 years ago what is your take on this and and try to understand why why is this important to do like i said when i was growing up my only exposure uh, outside of my small town that i was living in yeah. was popular culture in terms of terms of literature and bollywood and like films and everything yeah. around it comedy everything like a normal person i was also engaged with these kinds of things now 
whenever i listen to uh, casteist or sexist jokes especially casteist jokes i felt alienated and again these things uh, kind of fuel the hate that we already get in our own circles yeah. so we have established that certain kind of scenes should not be shown or certain kinds of jokes should not be cracked because it is detrimental and it has real life consequences we know that we know how uh, yeah. uh, the violence against women that bollywood has been perpetuating has an impact on women yeah in real life uh, so many men uh, think that it is o- okay to maybe like harass them on the streets and all of that so it has real life consequences popular culture and i think bollywood is such a huge force to be very honest yeah. every everybody knows about in this country everybody knows about movies they would not know about politicians if you would ask them but they would know who amitabh bachchan is who shahrukh khan is so like i said that is why it is very important to um, uh, engage with popular culture second is that uh, uh, a lot of these people say that these jokes were cracked 10 years ago like 8 years 10 yeah. years 12 years ago i was also in on the internet 12 years ago but i did not used to say that so don't normalize it by saying that because it happened like 12 years ago it's fine first yeah. second if you would have gotten better if you are not a sexist or a casteist person we would have seen it in the art that you are putting out in the content that you are putting out so it is okay mm. for you to go ahead and make casteist comments but why are you not so vocal about uh, the opposite like the ill effects of caste why mm. were you not vocal about it so that is one huge problem that i see and like i said um, all these people who are trying to say cancel culture and all of this are trying to mm. escape accountability for one second not recognize their privilege and third just not apologize they they don't want to apologize and that is why they are doing this but you know i think cancel cancel culture or like calling out somebody online works for example right now um, the activist show they made it into a docu a show is coming uh, the the activist yeah. which was like a shark tank for activists so like you had to uh, say what your activism is all about and then they would fund you and all of that and a yeah. lot of people yeah. found it outrageous because you can't compare activisms and uh, yeah and they have changed the format and they have taken a note of it so like i said when you like i have seen changes for example Randeep Hooda had cracked a very uh, misogynistic and casteist yeah. joke about Mayawati and she is such a respectful lady and she has achieved so much and she is a role model to mm. to so many yeah. why would you punch down on somebody in that manner and why Mayawati like i i don't know yeah okay so i got, so Randeep Hooda had cracked a joke i had posted i had posted a video clip where he was cracking that joke yeah. and then you went 
took a note of it and they removed him from the position that he was holding as an ambassador yeah so like i said i've seen concrete change i can go on and on about this because i have literally used twitter for for all of this i've used social media for all of this um for example i remember there was this show on netflix called jamtara and they had used a casteist word yeah and a lot of us a lot of us said that not just is it derogatory it is also unparliamentary and when i watched that show again i saw that they had removed it so like i said i've seen such changes happen and it is very necessary and uh, again like during the covid 19 like the second wave we saw how effective social media was everything was on twitter and i was also very active then uh, as a volunteer so like i said social media is such a huge platform and you you would not know how yeah. prevalent it is because in the town that i live khagol uh, people who like working class people literally uh, people who work as uh, compounder and nurses in my mother's hospital they are not paid as well uh, even the doctors are not paid as well but when relatively they are even paid lesser like very less they are into cryptocurrency and they are also engaging with like new shows new tv series and all of wow. that yeah and one funny thing so uh, this person was telling me that he actually messages um, elon musk every day to like he has found his email and he was telling me that he messages him every day saying that they should give us some money like they should send some money to bihar and stuff so like i said That's internet amazing. yeah like i said ki he is saying kabhi na kabhi to dekh hi lega de dega uske paas itna hai why why can't he do it aise karte so yeah so so internet is such a huge platform and with tiktok and reels we have seen so many people that we didn't know before and yeah so i think it is very important for us to engage in all of this and make our voices heard because even these platforms can be misused so i think that's a very fair point that you made and very good point you made about having the courage to punch up you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, i don't think that enough people obviously are do that enough uh, in our country uh, yeah, you know i yeah i just i ha yeah, please, please, yeah, yeah i was saying yeah i was saying that a lot of comedians have made their mark as being anti establishment so many comedians yeah so but they would st- you have the power to go against the regime against the government of this country but you are still not vocal about caste i don't get it how can this be um it's such an important topic first of all but second like yeah. i said you can go behind uh, in, like the prime minister or the ruling party or whatever uh, but you would still not uh, say anything about the people who are oppressors you would not recognize your privilege and all of that so such things i find very hypocritical and i don't understand why because uh, they should be on the right side of the history so that yeah i i i agree with you and i and i think that's a you know there's there's something that you had also said in uh, anurag's uh, podcast which i just loved 
uh, as a comment that you had made that you know that we are a, a country that also i mean like every the discourse right now is to pass the mic to those who are uh, uh, you know who've not traditionally got it but then the moment you pass this mic you know you are ready to cut the cord if there is something that makes you uncomfortable that has been said you know i i really uh, just found that such a interesting uh, thing that you know even if we are and and such a appropriate and and very valid thing that you know we are at this point everyone's really happy and excited to pass the mic but not as excited when they get called out when the mic is passed <laughs> you know exactly 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 yeah so 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 the question then i would say uh, you know as a follow up honestly uh, you know sishti uh, to what you've said is and and this is the i i have a lot of conversations around empathy i believe really strongly in tenets of the empathy and i and i get um, you know um, like it's taken me along I, i've traveled across the country i met some 10000 young people i have taught for 7 years i've been a professor for a very long time in my life uh, and i've heard the stories of you know all kinds of students from all kinds of backgrounds and that's built a certain amount of empathy in me and i know it's hard it's not an easy thing you know uh, to have empathy uh, i think even empathy is in many ways a privilege you know the fact that you've had experiences or uh, where where you have been able to build a certain kind of empathy inside of you uh, uh, there is there is a certain amount of privilege i suppose you know in, in that as well but it takes time to hear people out it takes time to listen to them to their stories uh, in today's world of course uh, you know outrage and anger seems to be a lot more prevalent than than empathy is and i i completely understand a lot of the anger is valid justified and important to dismantle institutions and systems and and privileges uh, you know and uh, uh, that have that have been structures that have been set into place for so long but how how do what do you think shishti is the way you know forward for people to be inclusive before they get called out empathy again nobody can teach you i think it is something as uh, in as as basic as honesty if you are an honest person you are an honest person and if if you are empathetic you are empathetic what but i don't think it is tough to be empathetic you just don't have to punch down you don't have to be mean to people that is all and i i don't see why it would be a tough task and if it is a tough task then you need to read up more and listen to us more again in terms of gender also like when there is certain point in life and men will i don't know it is very prevalent how can somebody not see it but even at our homes and uh, like i said the kind of people that y- everybody interacts with um it is very homogeneous like i said so you need to just um introspect and see and unlearn a lot of unlearning has to be done about the things that we have already studied uh, and learned and has been ingrained into us and i think yeah so one thing that we are all privileged in certain sense um, uh, for example and we have to be uh, more empathetic to people who don't have such privileges and if it comes so naturally to me i think it can come very naturally to a lot of people 
especially at a time like this when we are living in a very polarized society i think yeah. it is very important for us to be vocal because silence would be complicity right now if we are silent about anything i would take it as you being complicit so um just listening to us reading a bit and just um seeing instances of all of this in our own lives and that would be the best place to start with and i know that they would see it what explains the fact that uh, scst obcs who uh, make up 70% of the population are still so um not very well represented represented yeah. and i'll just ask them one thing these people whoever is listening and who does not understand what caste is there's this thing called manual scavenging which happens in our country and it's very uh, like okay so people talk about reservation and so the only place we have almost 100% of representation is manual scavenging so manual scavenging is when a person goes into sewer tanks and uh, manually remove sewage so they go into septic tanks uh, without any gas and and a lot of deaths happen also why can't this be automated why is a person so dehumanized for them to go into septic tanks to clean our shit first of all and like i said this is mostly our people who do it because india in india the jobs that people do are still very much uh, uh, associated with the jobs that our parents were doing because that is caste so like i said that second thing you need to question is why the marriages in your your in your own families are mostly up uh, like within caste you need to question that third is if you have not faced any any um, if you have felt that you've never been uh, judged or discriminated against because of your surname then again that is one thing all of these things and like literally it open any matrimonial website you would see all of that forget that like even in um, in delhi it's very common like people to write their caste on their cars so they are like these very uh, expensive scorpio car scorpio vehicles and a lot of other vehicles and you would see their caste written uh, uh, obviously upper caste identity written like the stickers so somebody actually bought it and then like spent money to show everybody that what their caste is so it is everywhere you just have to see yeah thank you so much shishti for that um so i i mean i think this has been just such a great conversation thank you for taking uh, the time the labor the courage the uh, you know the the effort to do what you do shishti again as i said i'm i'm really inspired by uh, you know everything that you say and 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 do online and i know for a fact that you know once you graduate i i, I know that in your offline world as well uh, you're going to make an impact whether it is on any of these things or anything else uh, and i hope that obviously you find uh, you know 
you find whatever it is that you really want to do offline as well uh, maybe it is if, if it's english literature <laughs> i hope i get to see a great book by you at some point uh, that that we'd all read um we'll just start so this section is pretty much called mehu genji the first one was yeah. called mehu shishti this is about you your ideas your thoughts your issues that you care about this is called mehu genji and i want to just uh, these are just again uh, deeper questions but you know most genjis have answers to them <laughs> and really simple uh, you know answers in many ways so i'm just going to ask now so okay what is the one thing you'd like to normalize in society and why talking about caste Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's why we have already spoken of <laughs> this entire conversation. So yes, um, what what is uh, what do you think? What is the one thing that older people get wrong about younger people today? Yeah, what they get wrong get it wrong that I think they have a problem with woke culture, and they try to make fun of it. But yeah. the thing is, they are, we are actually moving towards a very like. equal society with the woke culture that they keep on crying about and saying that we our times are simpler so no i think the gen z is very uh, vocal and also very uh, they know things and they are aware so yeah don't bash woke culture what is the one thing uh, you know that that should be taught in school and isn't honestly gender gender uh, i don't see us going anywhere even uh, in terms of gender all i see is sexist comments and people not recognizing how they have like men recognizing cis heterosexual men recognizing how they are privileged um what is the one thing that makes you get out of bed every day uh my ambition i'm very ambitious uh i love that um what is the one thing you overthink about honestly food um yeah about what i'm <laughs> going to eat i am a big foodie so i kind of overthink a lot about what food should i eat like a lot uh, that's amazing um what is the one thing that gives you faith or hope honestly the gen z uh we are amazing like i keep on saying they but i am also one but yeah we are amazing i think uh what is the one thing we could all unlearn and why unlearn that maybe not all traditions need needs to be uh taken forward some should be left behind because i think certain things like in all cultures and religions and traditions there are certain things which leave behind What is the one mistake that's actually helped you grow? Um kind of taking English literature uh because it really opened my mind and and I got to uh got to know a lot of things. Uh why was why was I calling it a mistake is because my parents are doctors and engineers and they were not as forthcoming as uh, uh, for me to be taking English literature. So yeah. as the next question is going to be and maybe this would be the answer now the next question is what is the one thing that you feel your parents don't understand about you that um, i don't have a knack for science and i can't do that and if it's and it's okay if i don't know math or bio as good as they know it uh i i'm glad i think that that'll resonate with a lot of people uh What is your greatest fear? 
honestly not succeeding in my life as like not being able to earn as much like as i expect not being successful in the job that i'm doing because like i said i'm i i'm an, i'm studying like i'm an mba student and i want to get into corporate so right now that is keeping me up at night the fact that i don't have any standing um i'd be like there's nobody in my family who ha- who has done something like this and i'd literally be the first one so i fear i i i fear that i'll fail in this uh, very new domain that i'm going to take Okay, I I think you're gonna kick ass, Shristi. I I do I really don't think you you're gonna fail at anything. I'm pretty sure you're going to, uh, you know, make yourself proud. You're gonna make your family proud. Your your parents proud. That I'm pretty fairly sure of. Um, okay. What what is the one person or page everyone should follow? I really like Anurag Manas Verma. Yeah, he's pretty he's, cool. Yeah, uh, and he's very <laughs> funny. He's very 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 funny. Yeah, I I I love his podcast. I think he's a uh, a pretty cool guy. Yeah, even his Instagram page and uh, um and uh his Twitter. He's very funny, and that is how I think comedy should be done. Uh, there's one more person actually. Uh, his name is Sanku, and he. I love. Oh my God, his threads yeah. have been. and he is i think 18 or 19 so a uh, pretty much similar age as my brother and uh, he's also my friend and yeah sankul and anurag manas verma i think i'm definitely calling sankul on my podcast anurag unfortunately is not a gen z otherwise i would have gotten him as well <laughs> yes uh, please get sankul yeah i'm definitely getting him um okay the best mental health advice you've ever received that you need to first of all accept your situation don't run away from the facts that are already in front of you so first accept that because only then you can come with ter- come to terms with how to deal with that. uh what is the one advice you would give your fellow gen zs that be the same way uh, be extremist uh, woke uh, whatever and uh, yeah we are going on the right track and i think we are very sensitive and we are we are making the world a much better place uh last two questions i don't know who needs to hear this but fill in the blanks um i don't know who needs to hear this but your feelings are valid and if somebody is making you feel like uh, not feel good then you need to cut them off from your lives and they're not worth your time Okay uh, and the last one is um the thing i don't appreciate enough about srishti is i don't appreciate anything about myself and i think i should be because my friends keep on telling me that i'm good at certain things and i don't agree to them and one of these days i think i will have to agree with them because i think very lowly of myself and yeah so i don't appreciate anything about it Okay, I mean, I'm glad that you're on this podcast so that you've at least got to hear uh, others appreciating you. <laughs> so this is this is a question I love to hear from every young person the answer to. So, Shishi, what is your dream for yourself, for your generation, and for your country? I want to 
when it comes to myself i obviously want to see myself succeed uh in a field where i don't know anybody so i'd be starting from scratch so i want to see myself succeed and i think i'd be really i'd feel really confident if i succeed second i would want to see a representation from my community at each and every platform because i think we're immensely ta- talented as a community so that is my uh, view of the world and i also think all of us can do away with the hate i think we are very hateful and uh, it is manifesting in different ways uh, in this country right now and we need to be more aware of that and we need to be more kinder like i said kindness is so rare and we need to be more kind i think it's a great note to end on uh, so and i completely agree with you we definitely need to be kinder um and and on 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 that note actually we have let's see if you're going to be kind to me because uh, this is my this has become like a really fun section for us uh, where uh, it's called tables turned it's where the guest has to ask me uh, four to five questions about and test my gen z quotient uh, am i gen z enough am i uy enough uh, that's what we are testing I've, i think i've done pretty okay i don't think i have i have i've hit uh, you know uh, 100% so far but i also don't think i've done too badly so yeah would love to hear sushi uh, your questions and then try to uh, impress you and see whether i'm gen z enough or not the first question is please name three doja cat songs oh god <laughs> <laughs> I know that there is a song that everyone gives dancing to, and I know I can see jo- Doja Cat over there. Um, uh, what is the name of the song? Yeah, um, is is bend bend over bend over is hers? No, no, that's not hers. Oh God! Last time, last time someone asked me Taylor Swift songs, and I'm just like, why, why do I have to? <laughs> no, but uh, Taylor Swift. why did i ask you doja cat because i think her songs are meant for reels like even if you listen to it for like 1000 <laughs> times it's still new so yeah is 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 uh, uh waste killer uh, her song no and there's no song called waste killer <laughs> what is that song that that uh, everyone dances on uh killer killer you know west side west side i thought it was waste sorry no. oh god this is even more embarrassing <laughs> who's who's that who's who's <laughs> which song is that then like who's that somebody else not doja cat for sure yeah, yeah. no not no okay what about what about don't talk to me is that hers no okay i just okay i i'm outing myself now so let's just go into the next question i have failed this time but i'm going to we have other questions so uh let okay but tell me tell me three songs so that at least i i i know now i need to know woman ancient let's let's move on to the next one i'll try to do better okay yeah so the next question is uh, this is very easy what is loml lmao to pata tha mujhe laugh my ass off loml kya hai laugh out love over i'll money. use it i'll use it in a sentence <laughs> please do <laughs> yeah i'll loml Okay so I really like Arjun Kapoor uh, so uh, so I can say that Arjun 
Arjun Kapoor is the LOML. LOML. He's the LOML. He's the love. No, he's the loud, loudest. No, least of men. I don't know which word. Laugh loud. I have no clue. I've never heard of this. What I'm losing my genziness. Damn it! What is it? What is LOML? Love of my life. Love of my life. Oh, you're you're close actually. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. Okay, thank you that you're being kind to me. So you clearly like believe in kindness. Okay. Uh, okay. Next question. Damn, I'm doing so badly on this one. Uh. Okay. So this would be very easy. Uh, yeah, that's what he said on L O M L. I had no clue, but okay. 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 No. Uh, name three BTS songs. You know what? This is. Oh, I don't listen to BTS. I don't listen you to BTS. Cancelled. You are cancelled. I am cancelled. I, 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 I am. I. This is. I'm, no, I no. need to now make my public no. apology. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 a notepad apology first, and second, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, yes, a notepad apology. And second, I'll tell you. I also am. I don't follow BTS like. the army does like they call themselves army yeah. they're fans i don't follow it like them but even i know the songs because it is like topping on the billboards all the time that is yeah, why my, I, yeah. i have i've heard the songs i just don't know the names i mean i've heard it in the sense i've heard it all around me i really need to introspect after this i need to do better okay your, your next question final question no i'll tell you what the songs are one i think it you would know Dynamite. Dynamite is their song. Yes. Yes, and uh, it is the, their song. Yeah, and then there there was a new one, Butter, smooth like butter, like something like butter, butter. Butter, butter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, just butter. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think you don't know anything about like I think uh, Korean uh, culture. Like I, I know I I watch I mean I don't watch Korean dramas also but I do watch Korean films so I know a lot about Korean films but okay. it used to be cool at one point of time to have seen Korean films but up to मतलब अगर Korean drama नहीं देखा तो क्या किया तुमने जिंदगी में वही exactly yeah अच्छा okay so this is just very basic there's and uh, this is a follow up from the last question only because okay. you okay. could couldn't answer so this is even a more basic one this i think okay there's like the bts there's a female uh, female band of uh, uh, like south korean girls women what is it called it is also very popular i i have never heard of anything uh, from any korean i mean bts is the only name that i know and i know there are many others but i am zero i am zero in my no i i know about uh, i i you know i have seen so many great korean films i've seen you know the yellow sea i've seen memories of murder i've yeah. seen old boy i've seen you name it i've seen a lot of amazing korean films but, but i don't is, know yeah, korean music but that is not important <laughs> i know it's not important I, i know i used to you know at one point of time like having this cool knowledge of international <laughs> cinema used to be like seen as cool but now i clearly am not cool enough and it's <laughs> yeah now my brother only watches like he is not exposed to bollywood or indian tv shows he wow. just watches like netflix 
shows so yeah 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 okay 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 uh, it's called black pink they are very famous black pink i think yeah. i've i've seen the name i think i just need to start following more fans of korean things yes so, yes um okay last you give me a bonus <laughs> <laughs> to redeem myself i have been found out i have been called out i have been cancelled like har cheez ho chuki is 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 around me but okay yes uh okay do you know camila cabello yes i do know she is okay. she is in cinderella in the new film yes yes who is she dating i know this i have seen he's also some sort of a singer and the other person so sean mendes लॉट टू so i listen to a lot of indie music uh, you know anywhere so whether it's indi- indian indie music pakistani indie music american indie music to mujhe wo vibe bahut acha lagta hai but i guess i need to be more aware but what do you think shishti how would you rate me uh, pretty bad actually <laughs> <laughs> thank you shishti for this round i am i have been uh, found out uh, as as very much non gen z now This was such a great conversation. I could I could have just gone on and on speaking with you. You are so smart and you're so intelligent. Uh, and of course, you have some great questions <laughs> about the Gen Z, which which I I could not have seen coming. Uh, but genuinely, like this has been such a this has been a highlight of of my day. Just listening to you, and I I I've had no qualms in saying learning from you. uh and i hope that all the others who are hearing this conversation also kind of get to learn from you uh you know and follow you on twitter you have such a great voice on twitter it's at sishti ranjan for anybody who's listening and doesn't follow sishti please do there's a lot that you'll uh, you know you'll learn and and admire about her uh and yeah and thank you so much for being part of this sishti this is so amazing yeah yeah so i now i would like to tell you because i did not <laughs> yeah because i thought that fan girling would not be allowed in the entire podcast so yeah yeah i am i am honored first of all i'm honored like literally honored so i can never I, i can never imagine being in the same platforms as like you and being able to talk to you and you being in this podcast like seriously Yeah so I'm like really honored and thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Mehu Yuva. If you like what you heard or watch, please like, share, comment and subscribe to the podcast on all social media and streaming platforms at Mehu Yuva. If you would like to be part of the podcast and have a story to share, mail us on mehuyuva@gmail.com or DM us on at @mehuyuva or at @vryuva on all social media platforms. You can also tell me how much you love the podcast or me on @tanishamehu on all social media platforms. We have new episodes out every Thursday and don't miss them and tell everyone about this podcast. Until next time, this is me signing off as @tanishamehu marketer. Bye bye. This podcast is produced by Yuva with a completely Gen Z team behind it. 
क्रिएटिव प्रोड्यूसर्स ईशा शर्मा एंड सुयश अग्रवाल एडिटेड बाय शिवांक गुप्ता वीडियो एडिटेड बाय ओसुफ सिद्दीकी ग्राफिक्स बाय ऋषिका सिकदर सृष्टि चौधरी एंड शिवांक गुप्ता